With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thickland. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Not only domestic- 
domestic violence and abuse, but spiritual abuse, sexual abuse, any type of abuse, spousal abuse, all of those things there are, are part of what this show is about. But not only those that are abused, those that maybe have suffered loss, grief, those that have suffered abandonment, rejection. This show is designed with you in mind. So I ask that you call a friend, call a neighbor from coast to coast. You're listening to Hope of Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, and we're always so very glad to be with you on today. Now, one of the things I'm totally aware of that when we come into this time of year that we're in competition with uh, the National Football League this season, uh, Monday Night Football, and I know those of you that are listening in South Florida, you are watching the uh, Miami Dolphins against the New Orleans Saints, and that's all great and good, but I want you to know that this is an opportunity to really to be empowered, to be informed, and to do all those things that are necessary in order to uh, make sure that our environment is safe and those that we love are safe as well. So I want you tonight to know that uh, we are looking forward to it. This is always, I don't have any special guests lined up tonight, but I do have a very important show tonight. And this show I want to address, and I want to talk about, uh, really, tonight I want to talk about the role of faith and the church in addressing domestic violence. I want to talk about the role of faith and the church in addressing domestic violence. So that's going to be very important inside of uh, what we want to talk about tonight. Now, having said that, um, it's always open line. So if definitely if you as a caller or listener uh, desire to get in and you desire to uh, bring up a topic uh, along this platform, feel free to do so. We'll get you on. You just simply dial area code 323-784-9638, and you hit the number one on your keypad. That lets the engineer know that you desire to have something to say. Uh, there's so much that I want to talk about, and I want to, I want to make sure I don't confuse the two subject matters when I begin to bring up this subject here. But I would be remiss if I did not say anything about the tragedy that happened over uh, the weekend, actually Friday, the tragedy that happened there in Louisiana, right outside of Lake Clark, I believe, uh, Louisiana, um, the tragedy that happened there as the pastor was gunned down in his service on Friday. What a travesty, folks, in this day and time, that there is no reverence uh, for the house of God. There is no uh, fear, seemingly. And unfortunately, this pastor lost his life because of an individual came into church while he was up in front of the congregation, came and shot him uh, once, and he fell, and he shot him again as he fell, and um, and uh, taking the life of this pastor. And, of course, that area is shaken, but we all should be shaken. Anytime we see that type of travesty and the hostility taking place uh, as it relates to uh, domestic violence or relates to pastors or anything, we don't know what the cause of it is now, and that's what I don't want to get confused. We don't know what the cause of it is as of this moment, but uh, what I want you to do is definitely hold them in prayer inside of this situation. So what I want to do tonight is this. Uh, I'm going to take a time tonight, and I'm going to, and it's going to sound kind of strange to some of you tonight, I'm going to do actually an excerpt, and so that means that you won't be able to necessarily call in. But I'm going to do an excerpt from a previous show that I think that you'll find very interesting. And I want to do that. I want to do about 30 minutes of that, and then I'll come back in and I'll take your calls on tonight. So you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is J.R. Thicklin, and I want you to stay tuned as you listen to this excerpt from this show from Time Pass. And we'll be right back. Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to another broadcast night on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard this inspirational flight with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, Mr. Man of Purpose himself, your host, J.R. Thicklin. We're experiencing some technical difficulties there as I wanted to play an excerpt from a previous show that was recorded maybe about nine months ago, uh, some good substance that was in that particular show, and I do apologize for not being able to have that up for you at this time. But uh, for those of you that are listening tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, and I'm your host, J.R. Thicklin. And as always, I'm always so glad to have you with us here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Uh, so much is happening, as I said earlier today. Uh, you know, the tragedy of the pastor there in Louisiana that was murdered in church on Friday raises a lot of issues in our society today. There are many that are listening tonight, and perhaps you're not aware of how prevalent this has become where we're seeing death, where we're seeing uh, shootings that are happening on the church ground. Is it a sign of the times? Surely it is. Uh, just recently I read an article where the pastor, uh, where the deacons of the church came and shot an individual 
who was related to the pastor uh, right there on the church ground. They came out of the church service and did so. We've seen time and time again where, once again, uh, where issues where individuals have driven up to the church ground and driven and came into the church only to start shooting. In most cases, we've seen this has been a related a domestic violence dispute that have happened, or it has been some type of love triangle, or it's been an issue where there's a disgruntled member who's upset because of the use of money, use of facility, or other things that oftentimes have ethical and uh, an uh, ethical. Uh, Impact, And so we have a real issue today because of the fact that we have to now begin to think uh, from the vein of what's going on even inside of the church. Is the church even a place of safety anymore? Well, we know, and we can take this literally or figuratively, the scripture says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run in therein, and they are safe. And so there's a sense of safety inside of the peace of God, inside of the, uh, inside of the uh, uh, if you would, the wisdom of God. And yet it's still what we're dealing with now is the sense of this issue where there is not a reverence of God. So inside of there not being a reverence of God, what we're now beginning to see is that we're seeing more and more of these incidents take place where there are shootings that are taking place in the church. Now, just earlier this year, on one of our previous broadcasts, we broadcast and we talked about the fact of a particular situation that happened there in Pennsylvania where the husband came into the church service on a Sunday morning, uh, there shot his wife, uh, shot his wife uh, repeatedly, shot her there in the church as she played the organ, left out of the church, of course, uh, for about five minutes, came back and shot her again and said to the, those that was there that I just wanted to make sure that she was dead. He did not flee. He waited on the police's, uh, the police and law enforcement to arrive. Shortly after that time, uh, beloved, right there on Easter, Resurrection Sunday, right here in a, right there in a church there in the greater uh, Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania area there where an individual, uh, the son, came into the church and shot his father. Father's 51 years of age, I believe it is, but right in the middle of the church service. I can recall several uh, and recant several stories and several issues where we're seeing domestic violence or we're seeing violence come to the church, come on the church ground. Uh, it wasn't that long ago right here in Fort Lauderdale, South Florida, just recently, a few months ago, where there was an attempted uh, murder in being uh it was meant to be a murder-suicide, but the individual, a uh, disgruntled uh, partner, came there, waited there for service to be over, shot and killed. I mean, no, shot with the intent to kill the young lady there uh, coming out of church, thought that she was dead, and then shot and killed himself. I could go on with this, and yet it still it makes no sense except for the fact that we will arise from our rest, that we will wake up, that we will arise and recognize that the that 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 we must become sober and vigilant in this day, in this hour, and that's what must take place if we're going to see, if we're going to see things uh, change within the community. When the thought has lost its favor, therefore it's therefore good for nothing but be trying up under the foot of men. We must become relevant. We must become all things to all men. We must begin to understand there are issues that are going on, and they're going on in the lives of the people in the church. It's interesting. As we continue to do trainings and seminars and symposium for faith leaders, here's the thing you've got to understand. When you look out over a congregation, we see members. But I want you to know that in all the time, they have many different memberships that they belong to. They're not just members. Some of them are victims. Some of them are perpetrators. Some of them are, are, are the ones that are 
committing the crime, they're committing the assault. And yet it's still, if we don't address it, if we don't open our mouths and do something about it, then it matters not because what we then are dealing with is the fact that the situation is uh, the situation is beyond uh, what we're saying about in church. If we never address it, it doesn't go away. So I need us to understand today that we have a serious issue going on, and we must rise up, we must speak up, we must speak out. And even more so, we owe it to God. We owe it to the people that we serve to do so. So the issue that we, we continue to talk about is where do we go from here? What happens? There's, a, there's, there's something very crucial that has happened there in Louisiana. And we've seen that same incident play itself out uh, all over the country, uh, Fort Pierce, Florida. We've seen it play itself out outside of New Orleans here not long ago. We saw, we've seen itself play out in, in Alabama. We've seen itself play out in California. We've seen it play out all over the country because, folks, we're talking about a spirit that is going on. But we don't address it because of the fact oftentimes not only are we not equipped to address it, but too often it's too close to the vest. So what do we do about it when it's too close to the vest? Those are the things we want to talk about. We'll be trying to get that excerpt back on shortly. But in the meantime, uh, area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us here, area code 323-784-9638. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I am your host, and I am your host, Pastor J.R. Thicklin, and I ask that you tune in. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with you right after the break here. We'll take your call. If you have a call, if you have a question or comment, simply hit number one on your keypad if you're calling in, and we'll get you on the air. So right after the break, we'll be right with you. Via the internet, you should see some advertisements around your screen. Please click on one of them because you support us every time you click on an ad. Thank you. I'm Tony Stallings, founder and CEO here at the Soul of America Radio. We've all witnessed the unjust laws that allow our children to be gunned down, that allow our mothers, fathers, and brothers to be locked up 20, 30 years for crimes that are belittled in the white community. It's time that we gather together and discuss ways to take action one day at a time, one house at a time. It starts right here with us. Join us as we adopt the theme of Fight the Power, of course, peacefully. We look forward to you joining us over the next few months. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. 
out on the Soul of America Radio. And welcome back. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad to be with you. I am uh, uh, experiencing a little technical difficulties here today, and we are looking to get that straightened out for you in just a little bit in terms of that. Um, definitely, I want you to look back into our archives. There are some shows that are there that are very important, and you can do that by going to www.soulofamericaradio.com. Simply go to Hope and Healing, and on Hope and Healing, you will find us right there, and you'll be able to look at, listen to the shows, uh, some very interesting shows that we've had, especially as of recent, and I invite you to get an opportunity uh, to take the time to listen to that, and it will be something that I think that you will find that will be very uh, much of um, informative to you, and it'll be something that you will really uh, benefit from. So as we're taking care of these technical difficulties and everything, we'll be right back after this break. In healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin returns after this. Want to get in on the conversation? Call J at 323 the Soul of America Radio and its staff and family encourage you to please let someone know if you're going through a domestic violence situation. If you know someone that's going through a domestic violence situation, please don't stand by and let it just happen. We simply cannot afford to tolerate this any longer. Call 800 799 
at 323-784-9638. And now, here's your host, J.R. Thicklin. Radio, go to soulofamericaradio.com for more information. Hello, this is Tony Starling, founder and CEO of the Soul of America Radio. I wanted to take this time to thank you for your patience as we went through a period of time where we did not broadcast for probably about a month. We had some technical issues that we have since worked out. And now we are ready to bring you the best in Soulful Talk Radio. Tonight's program is J.R. Thicklin, who brings you Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. We have more programming coming up, brand new shows, I promise you that. But you stay tuned right here on the Soul of America Radio. And thank you for all of the wonderful correspondence through cards, emails, and everything else we received, saying that you want us back. We are back. And now here's your host, J.R. Siglin. Live and in living color. 
But uh, one of the things I did want to do in our time together, I began talking about some of the travesties that we're seeing happening across the country as it relates to um, the issue of violence. But when violence come to church, and I, you know, and once again, uh, our prayers go out uh, to the pastor there out of uh, Louisiana was shot on Friday in the midst of their service. Uh, shot down by what we now understand was a former member of the church. The whole motive has not been revealed. And I don't want to confuse the two issues, but the reality is is the fact that we have seen a lot of these things happen. And when I say we, definitely those of us that are observant, uh, myself uh, in addressing this issue across the country, addressing the issue of domestic violence, uh, more than a notion, uh, we've seen many uh, uh, very similar type of uh, um, violent acts take place on the church ground and within the church uh, that have been domestic violence related. And once again, I want to be clear that that's not what I'm implying with this situation in uh, outside of Lake Charles, Louisiana. But what I am saying, and once again, as I said before the last break, that we have seen a rash of these incidents happen uh, as far as uh, domestic violence-related case where the assailant or the perpetrator shows up to the church uh, there with but one intent, and that is to harm or kill uh, the victim. And the problem is in so many cases, and I can give you documented uh, evidence, so many cases the words from the pastor is, I did not even know, I did not know anything about uh, this person being in a violent relationship. I did not even know that this was going on. I was totally unaware of the situation. Well, I don't want to make it sound like we're pointing fingers, but let's get the facts straight and let's take a real close obser- observation here. When a person attends your church and they have been there any period of time, uh, you know, somewhere along the line, uh, they're either going to feel as if they can share or they cannot. And it does go a lot to what environment have, have have you created. Have you created an environment that makes uh, parishioners feel that they can come and they can have that discussion, they can report it? Or have this been a hush-hush type of situation where no one is talking about it as a non-issue? Because all of those things are very prevalent, and those things are a very big part of the reason why people don't come forth. If the, if the atmosphere is not created, if the environment is not created where one feels safe enough to come and talk about it and one feels that they can be believed and one feels like they can be heard and one feels like that they can, uh, they can uh, be given help in one way or another, then chances are you're not going to hear about it. But it does not mean that it doesn't exist. And so the issue of domestic violence coming to church, it is more prevalent than you think. Uh, just I remember some years ago there and outside of the D.C. area, where the individual came to the church, actually uh, beckoned the wife out of the choir stand, shot him and killed her right outside of the foyer of the church. Church went on uh, as usual because the deacons and security basically um, uh, tried to keep out of confusion. And yet it's still, as this is happening, the daughter of the mother is singing in the choir. Church is over with, and they're ordering people to exit out of the a rear part of the church, or should I say in this case, yeah, the rear part of the church, not the entrance of the church, because of this uh, situation that had taken place. Uh, once again, all over, not only here in the state of Florida, but all over, we're seeing this happen where domestic violence come to church. And too often time, there are innocent people that are killed. Now, don't get me wrong, the victim is innocent. But I'm saying there are people, annoying victims, 
that are that are dealing with the same situation that's happening to them. So we have a responsibility to do so. So as open lines tonight, though our subject matter has been around what is the role of faith and faith leaders in the church when it comes to domestic violence, area code 323-784-9638. If you'd like to call in and listen, you can do that. But if you have a question or comment, just hit the number one on the keypad after you call in, and that lets our producer know that you'd like to get on the airway, and we'll bring you on the air with your question and our comment. That is how you reach us today inside of that uh, phone number there. As we're experiencing this technical difficulty, what I would like to do is this. I'm going to once again try uh, to get in uh, this uh, message from a while ago, and I will try to do that in just a little bit so that we'll have an opportunity uh, to at least hear uh, really some of the substance of that uh, particular message from a while back. And, um, and, uh, and it's important because there's some substance that is there uh, in terms of uh, uh, this discussion. But uh, uh, it's a saddened thing. It's a saddened place when um, – when violence come to church, our hearts go out to them, and I do. I will uh, reach out to this particular church and congregation uh, because this is a tragic loss, tragic loss. Um, um, for this type of event to happen, it's a tragedy. Uh, a pastor doing what he, uh, he was called to do, and to be subject to that type of a violent act is beyond comprehension. It's beyond comprehension. So as we are preparing to actually um, get that other piece on, I really, I really am looking forward to having an opportunity uh, to be back on next week when things are uh, better in order here, and uh, we will resume the show at that time, and we will uh, look forward to um, we we'll look forward to coming back to, uh, with you with hope and healing, our journey to wholeness. I'm going to try to take you into a broadcast from just a few months ago. And um, and as we try to get you into that broadcast there, I trust that you will enjoy it uh, because there are some real nuggets inside of uh, what was said on that time. So uh, I'm going to take you to that broadcast Hello. even now.
And this is your host, J.R. Thickland, and welcome to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, uh, where we're so glad that you've joined us here tonight on Soul of America Radio. I do apologize for any technical delays that was there, uh, just trying to get the signal there between myself and the studio, and um, and I'm not exactly sure that I'm on, but I'm going to carry on as if I am on, uh, because of the fact uh, that's what we do every Monday night right here on Soul of America Radio. Once again, this is Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad that you've joined us on tonight. Tonight, we, as always, are talking about issues uh, that is related to uh, hope and healing, and mainly as we discuss uh, being, if you would, healed and, and the hope that needs to be restored from those that have suffered at the hands of abuse, those that have experienced not only abuse in their own lives, but uh, those that may be family members or related to those that have experienced abuse. And tonight we're going to have a very good show for you. The show is going to be, I think, very interesting in terms of what we're dealing with on tonight. On tonight we're going to be dealing with a very, very uh, heavy subject, I would like to think it is, is tonight, because we want to deal. And I know that someone might say that you dealt with something similar a few weeks ago. But I want to talk to you tonight, and I want to kind of get your opinion about where is the relevancy of the church when it comes to issues of domestic violence? Can they be allies, or have they been more uh, since adversaries inside of uh, dealing with this situation? And, and tonight, I'm not here to indict anyone. Uh, I, I'm not here to indict anyone. Uh, I'm just simply here to put it out. Uh, I want you to know that I want to know uh, your experience if you – uh, have ever dealt with the issue of domestic violence in the church, uh, if you've ever dealt with the church itself uh, going through the situation of uh, advising someone in domestic violence, uh, I just want to know whether or not uh, you yourself have dealt with it, and, and what was the role of the church when you dealt with it? Uh, was it something that you turned to your faith leaders? Uh, was it something that you discussed with them? Uh, was it something that you even felt comfortable uh, even in saying? So if you did, I want to hear from you tonight in just a little bit. We're still dealing with some technical difficulties, so uh, I want you to stay on because we're going to keep on working through it until we know that we're completely up and going. For those of you that are listening uh, by uh, the Internet, you're there right there on uh, www.soulofamericaradio.com, and I thank you for listening. For those of you that may be listening tonight by way of Telephone. You're listening by uh, the number area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. And uh, we're so glad to be on with you tonight. And uh, tonight I want to, and I, I'm going to get there. We're still from this point here, and I'm just trying to get through the technical difficulties where we are right now because when we can get through the te- technical difficulties, everything else will work itself out in terms of that. But the great thing about it is that I have you. And if I have you out there and you're listening tonight, I, tra- I pray and trust that this is going to be a very meaningful broadcast tonight. I want to just make it very clear as we go into this tonight as we're dealing with the relevance of the church and the relevance of faith when it comes to the issues such as domestic violence. So many of you out there listening to me tonight, and I know that you have many questions, and I want you this to be a night that uh, if you're listening to me by way of the Internet and you're there at uh, the site, www.soulofamericaradio.com, there is a inbox. There's a message box right there that if you'd like to send me a question or if you'd like to have a comment that you would like for me to visit or not, uh, please send it right there because I really want to take our time tonight and deal with this. 
I want to just make sure that you understand my heart tonight, those of you that are listening. The reason for our discussion tonight is not to indict the church, it is not to bash uh, the church of pastors, but rather it's a call. It's a call. It's a call to action. It's a call to arms. It's a call that is out there that is simply saying that we want you, we need you to be a part of this. We need you to be a part of what's going on. So uh, tonight, as we're here, and I think we're up and live now, and I'm grateful for that tonight. Uh, if you're listening in, area code 323-784-9638. Uh, if you want to have a question or comment, uh, just hit the number one on your keypad, and uh, we'll recognize that you're there, and we'll get you on the airway. But I want you tonight, as we go into this, I want to read something to you that happened in Birmingham, Alabama. Now, I'm a little partial to Alabama because that's my home state, but I'm not exactly proud of this, but it but I guess it could happen anywhere in terms of uh, the situation that have occurred there. And that, that article I want to uh, definitely, uh, I definitely want to bring to your attention uh, uh, that occurred in a place called Glendale, Alabama, and that's right there in Jefferson County, uh, there near Birmingham and in that surrounding area. And it's a situation that happened, and, and, and so many things have happened like this, and it's really almost shameful to say that the number of things that have happened as a result of things happening. But it's a story here of a pastor there in Glendale, um, in Glendale, Alabama, and unfortunately here's the story of a pastor here who murdered his wife. Now let me just give it to you as uh, I've read it today. It's a, it's a story of a pastor who murdered his wife there in Glendale. And uh, I'm going to bring that up for you in just a second um, as we deal with this story because I thought the story here was somewhat uh, very critical because it talks about the extreme points of domestic violence when we begin to see it happening. One of the things that you must understand that I am an advocate for, I'm advocate for what? I'm advocate that the church takes its rightful place when it comes to addressing issues that are practical issues, that are issues that affect people's every day. And this happened here back last month in January, but I want to just give you a little bit of what happened here in in uh, Gardendale. I said Glendale, but I'm sorry, uh, Gardendale, uh, uh, Alabama. And here's the story as it uh, is read there uh, in uh, in the Gardendale um, area of Alabama. As a matter of fact, uh, this here is directly quoted from the Gardendale, uh, from the North Jefferson County paper. It says that the Gardendale pastor was charged with murder, an attempted murder following shooting. The Reverend Dr. Terry Greer is charged with one count of murder and another count of attempted murder as a result of the shooting Thursday afternoon that left Greer's wife, Lisa, dead and his daughter, Susanna, injured from gunshot wounds. Greer remains in UAB Hospital Friday afternoon, but his condition has been upgraded from critical to stable, uh, according to Gardendale Police Chief Mike Walker. Now, Walker held a press conference at the Public Safety Center uh, Friday, that Friday afternoon to give updates on the case as well as releases uh, some details of the incident. Now, this incident took place at the parsonage there at the church at Gardendale Mount Vernon United Methodist Church. The parsonage is located uh, there uh, off of Country Metal Drive in Mount Olive near the Mount Olive Road exit on Interstate 65. And this is what was said. Walker said that Terry Greer, that the Reverend Dr. Greer shot his wife and daughter with a pistol. But Susanna, his daughter, was able to wrest the gun away from her father and flee. And Susanna then ran to a neighbor's house, who then reported the incident to the police. Terry Greer, the Dr. Greer, then stabbed himself several times in the chest and neck. Responding officers stopped Terry Greer from further injury and restrained him. 
All three were transported to UAB Hospital, where his wife Lisa died between 1230 and 1 a.m. that Friday morning. Of course, when Dr. Greer's release, he will be turned over to the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, and he will face a bond of $135,000. Walker refused to speculate on the motive, but did say that his department had no history, no history of incidents with the Greer family of the address to his knowledge. Now, of course, Walker had words of condolences for uh, the daughters, uh, Susanna Grin, for the Gardendale Mount Vernon Church family. And, of course, uh, our, uh, the daughter said, our hope is that the church and community uh, uh, will support Ms. Greer during the aftermath of this tragic incident and beyond. And it's interesting there because, of course, the Bishop Deborah Wallace Padgett, the North Alabama Conference presiding bishop for the Birmingham area, area uh, offered the message on both that uh, worship services on that Sunday morning. But I said this because, in fact, uh, his story goes on to say that Terry Grip took over pastorate at Garden Mount Vernon in, in June, that's June of last year, after transferring from First Methodist Church in Decatur. They swapped pastorates uh, with the former pastor, Randy Guest, and the longtime senior pastor at Gardendale. Now, I say that because of the fact, and I want to share that today for this reason here. Uh, I want to share that because of the fact we see the issues that continue to happen. My advocation, and I advocate on the fact because I believe that we have a responsibility in the faith community that the church should be the hospital, the trauma center. It ought to be the place where people are able to come when they're dealing with issues of abuse, of, of neglect, rape, and any of those things. And yet it's still there seems to be a dead silence when it comes to that in our society. And so when the church does not give transparency of this nature, then we find ourselves dealing with a lot more other issues that impact people from every walk of life. So I want today, as you're listening today, I want to invite you into this conversation. I want you to be a part of it, and I want you to uh, definitely lend your ear. Right on the other side of the break, what I want to do is this. I want to entertain your calls. I want to entertain the calls, especially from you, who may have experienced domestic violence or know someone that did, and they perhaps turned to the church. What happened? Was the church able to help them? What was the result of it? And what is it that you and I can do to make a difference? You're listening to Hope and Healing, Journey to Holiness. I'll see you on the other side of the break. This is J.R. Pickman right here on Soul of America Radio. On the Soul of America Radio, go to soulofamericaradio.com for more information. Soul of America Radio. 
founder and CEO of the Soul of America Radio. I wanted to take this time to thank you for your patience as we went through a period of time where we did not broadcast for probably about a month. We had some technical issues that we have since worked out, and now we are ready to bring you the best in Soulful Talk Radio. Tonight's program is J.R. Thicklin, who brings you Hope and Healing, Our Journey to Wholeness. We have more programming coming up, brand new shows, I promise you that. But you stay tuned right here on the Soul of America Radio. And thank you for all of the wonderful correspondence through cards, emails, and everything else we received, saying that you want us back. We are back. And now here's your host, J.R. Siglin. Uh, your uh, Sarah, whether it's your uh, 
coworker, whether it's someone in your family, you are experiencing this domestic violence at a level that is tremendous. And so I want you to know today that it is imperative that we address it. Now, my signature saying has always been very simple. You cannot change that which you're unwilling to confront. You cannot confront that which you're unwilling to identify. You cannot identify that which you're unwilling to acknowledge. And you cannot acknowledge that you're unwilling to accept. So understand something, beloved. If we do not address it, especially if it's not addressed from the places of worship and from the places of center of government, we're not going to see a profound change. And so tonight I'm reaching out to those of you that are listening, whether you're listening by uh, the Internet at www.soulofamericaradio.com or you're listening by phone, area code 323-784-9638. It is your opportunity. Uh, to not only share in, uh, wage your opinion, perhaps you know someone, perhaps you've uh, dealt with it yourself. I want to know, did you turn to the church ever, to church leaders? And if you did, what was that experience? Were they helpful? Were they a bridge to your healing? Or were they a barrier? And once again, this here is meant to raise the level because when we see these things then begin to happen from those in the church and the leaders in the church, what it says to us is this, that here's an issue that we have failed to deal with. It's an issue that we have failed to bring to light. And so, therefore, even those that are in leadership are hiding behind these issues. People are suffering in silence. Somebody need to call someone today. You need to email them. You need to Facebook them and let them know that uh, hope and healing a journey to wholeness is on the air, and it's absolutely imperative because of the fact people are dying, and then there are people that are suffering in silence. There's a there's a particular gathering I do, and I desire to do it even more amongst leaders of the church, first ladies of the church, sometimes the most abused and some of the most abandoned people in the church. They're going through. No one hears their cry. No one hears them. They they feel that they have not a friend because everyone is looking at them in the nature of their position rather than in the na- nature. Uh, in the perspective of themselves as being a person. So tonight, if you'd like to chime in on that subject matter, you have a question or comment, or you'd like to share of the, uh, those type of experience of uh, what you think about the relevance of the church, should the church be a player in this uh, issue of domestic violence? Do we have a responsibility to both the victim, the family, as well as the perpetrator holding them accountable? Area code 323-784-9638. If you'd like to comment, hit the number one. Hit the number one on your keypad. And we will take your question and your comment at this time. Now, beloved, it is very simple. It is very simple that every Sunday, I'm going to use the Sunday, but Saturday is also those days of worship. But the most segregated hour in America, we understand, is between the hours of 11 and 1. And whether you're having service at 11 or at 10 or at 9, you get the picture there. And their time we gather, we say we gather to worship the Lord, to praise Him and give Him glory and all of those things. But what about those that are in the church but they are wearing the mask? They're wearing the masquerade of pain, the masquerade of hurt, the masquerade of embarrassment, the masquerade of shame, the masquerade of manipulation. Those things are happening because of the fact that in many ways it's not ever being addressed across the pulpit. And when it oftentimes is, it is addressed in a way that continues to re-victimize those that are being abused. Listen. I'm here to tell you today that there is no excuse for abuse regardless of who it's coming through or coming from. And so unless we speak up, 
unless we stand up, unless we speak out, we will continue to see the same thing happen. But I believe that the church in its proper position, the church in its full in its full splendor, the church in its full assignment can make the most profound difference in our communities. But we must address it. We must make sure that we speak out against it. People are dying. And I pray today that those of you that are listening, that you would text your pastor uh, if you have a cell number, of course, or email your pastor, or email your leaders, and, and, and tell them, listen, go to www.soulofamericaradio.com. Listen. Listen to what is being said tonight about the relevance of the church as it addresses, as it relates to domestic violence. I dare you today. I'll give them the phone number. Call in, area code 323-784-9638. If we truly believe that we have the answer, if we truly believe that we are the ones that stand in the gap and make up the difference, then we must be responsible and we must be accountable for the things that are happening. I'm so glad that you're joining us tonight. Uh, wow, we did have a caller, and the caller disappeared. Caller, I'd love to have you back on the air. Uh, get back with us on the air uh, today. I was just about to go to you. If you'd like to have a question or comment, you'd like to share an experience, whatever it may be, tonight is open lines to you, area code 323 Nine six three eight. That's area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. You hit the number one, and we acknowledge you being there. Your question. Uh, I, I invite you to come on even now. Those of you that are listening tonight uh, would desire to have something to say. Hit the number one, and we will definitely get you in even right now because I know that faith has a lot to do. Faith has a lot to do uh, with people that want to be on. Uh, people that uh, believe, people that will stay in relationship at all costs, uh, uh, people that believe that religiously and, and that, that uh, if they leave, that God is going to punish them. But yet it's still they're being punished inside uh, uh, their relationship. So uh, the reality tonight I want to simply say to you is very simple, that your faith ought to be one that liberates you, that brings you out of bondage into the marvelous light. Your faith ought to be that part that shields you, not the part that brings you into the darkness of abuse. And when abuse continues and when violation and victimization continues up under the auspices of being a good Christian, of being a good believer, then we must understand that there is a problem with your theology and there's a problem with the way that you've interpreted Scripture. And so I'm saying today, what happens? Who do you turn to when, the, when abuse is happening from the, from, the, you know, from the church house to the White House, from the outhouse to the in-house, from the schoolhouse you know, to, uh, you know, to the lighthouse? What happens when that is occurring? And so many, I know in my interviews with so many um, uh, different survivors in my time, of counseling so many different survivors, the heartbreak that I've often heard when uh, people have turned to their faith leaders, to their pastors, or, and they had no answers, or the answers they had put the person in a greater danger. Listen, we don't have to try to be a jack-of-all-trade. We have to understand that we need to be trained to understand what to look for, how to minister in this area, and understand that God 
is not going to subjugate a person to this type of abuse because it does not reflect his definition of love. And that's what we have to look at today. Uh, area code 323-784-9638. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I'm your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I'm so glad that you're with us on tonight. Uh, if you'd like to have something to say, a comment, a question, uh, that's right there, area code 323-784-9638. Hit the number one on your keypad, and we acknowledge you. And uh, we're so glad to have you tonight. If you'd like to be a part of and caller, we're on the live. We're back on the uh, air live there as you listen to that excerpt there. And caller number ending in six nine six two. Welcome to Hope and Healing: A Journey to Wholeness. You're on the air. Good evening, Pastor Dicklin. Good evening. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I am doing great. Yes, so glad to have you tonight. Good. What's your question or your comment? Yeah. Um. Well, my comment is this. This is what I've experienced um, in my church. Um, you know, when I've started, like, trying to do events and to raise awareness about domestic violence, it was kind of like a, you know, well, we'll get back with you type of thing. And I've, and even with me going through domestic violence myself, um, it was it was difficult. It was like really touch and go. I mean, there was only certain people I could talk to in the church, and then there was people I couldn't talk to because, you know, I don't know, it was maybe because they were just, they were equipped enough or, I mean, I wasn't faulting them, but that is what I've experienced. And a lot of times, with me, they think, okay, well, she should be happy. She should be this. Uh, you know, and I'm just talking in general how we are as a church. You know, we're not supposed to show that we're hurting, you know, as Christians. Where, you know, everything is supposed to be smooth and, you know, and um, peaches, so to speak. And um, and um, when we are hurting, it's like, oh no, you know those those red flags. There's some, there must be something wrong with the individual because they're hurting. But you know, um, having pain or being upset or angry, those are natural um, emotions, you know. And if I'm hurting, I want to seek the proper counsel, you know. But those are some things that I've experienced. And I definitely appreciate you sharing that. And I have to say that uh, what you've experienced is not unlike so many that have done so. And and the question goes, the fact is that whether or not we're going to, the church has to be the hospital. It has to be the spiritual trauma center. Because if we're dealing with the fact where people are hurting and then they are made to feel like for some reason their relationship with God is out of tact, as as to the reason why they're going through this, then we're using a word as being more or less a battering ram. It is not being used to be a, a form of healing, and we cannot afford for that to happen. So therefore, we have to raise the awareness. And one of the things that you said that is that does underscore this is the fact that in many cases, uh, many of our faith leaders are just simply not equipped. Now, saying that, I'm not indicting them. I'm not necessarily criticizing them. But what I am saying. You know, if you're not equipped, then you ought to get equipped. And if you're not going to get equipped, you ought to appoint somebody in the church to get equipped to uh, to help address these type of issues. Because if you don't do that, then what it, what it's saying, you're sending a profound message to individuals such as yourself at that time when you most needed someone to hear you, 
needed someone to connect you, whether even if they couldn't do anything, can you connect me to a resource that can? Can you at least make me feel, uh, can you at least comfort me? Can you at least console me? Can you at least encourage me? And so I, I thank you for sharing because you're in the vein. I have some great news that I'm going to be announcing very soon uh, as it relates to the fact that we're going to be having those of you that may be listening from across the country, uh, we're going to be having a, uh, symp- a faith symposium on domestic violence slated for October 19th here in the beautiful uh, South Florida area of West Palm Beach. And uh, we look forward to it. Thanks so very much. Gloria, it's always great having you on the airway. We have another caller on the air uh, that's waiting on the line. Your number ending in 6948-6948. Good evening, and welcome to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. You're on the air. Hello, good evening, Pastor Dicklin. Good evening. How are you? I'm blessed and How are you doing? We're we're doing great. We're doing better. We're always better when when people respond and people uh, definitely understand this issue of domestic violence and its prevalence. And I'm so glad to have you on the air. What's your question? You have a comment for us? Well, yeah, pretty much a comment. Okay, I'm losing you on air. Are you still there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear Hello? you. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I- I had a history of domestic violence myself in my younger years. Uh-huh. And I, being a young woman, coming out, being married at an early age, and so was my husband, we were both ill-equipped to deal with relationship problems. But we sought and sought the hospital as a place of refuge and help and hope. Unbeknownst to us, we went to the pastor's house to have a sit-down. We were running, running behind him because we know we needed help, and we thought that that was the place to go with the pastor and what have you. But he sat us down in his living room, looked us square in the eye, and said, point blankly, look, I'm just a flat-footed preacher. That's all I am. I can't say that I can help you with this and that. that I mean, I, I, that's all I am. I'm just a flat-footed preacher. And I mean, and he left us with that. So we, wow. went, yeah, we went off, and then you know, well, you know, thank thank God for God being God and Christ being who He is. We got on our knees in the Bible together, and we came together by leaning on Christ and watching, letting Him lead and guide us, and instructing us on how to come together and how to grow up and become mature adults and be, and have effective communication without having to seek something, what they call outside, outside help, because sometimes that's not the best help for you because sometimes they don't understand cultural things and things can lead to other things that could come back to harm you if you get what I'm saying. Well, absolutely. You understand what I'm saying, Pastor Dicklin. So, I mean, that really was hurtful for us, and and as we traveled from a a lot of different churches, we, we can attest, to what you said, there is a holy hush that must be, the silence must be broken, and the and Hagar's cry must be heard so that so that the holy ear, of, holy ear of heaven can respond to these cries. These households, they, 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 we are living quiet lives of desperation, and it's just we're crying out for help, but no one, nowhere to turn to. So, you know, I just know that there's, this is a, a serious issue that needs to be addressed. I'm on it. Each year my heart goes out to it, and I, we're just so thankful 
for you being obedient to your call and bringing this to the forefront. Well, I thank you so much because your comment is so relevant, and I and I'm so glad that you're listening. And I and I now I recognize exactly the voice, and I'm looking forward yeah. to uh, uh, being able to assist you on. Uh, I believe it's October 10th, as, as I uh, recall uh, the message yeah. being to me. And what is so prevalent in this day and time is the fact that we're seeing this issue happen. But and it's a very interesting response from your pastor at that time because to a certain degree he became vulnerable and transparent enough to at least say, Listen, I'm just a flat footed preacher. I I don't know how to help you inside of those other things. But having said that, how many won't admit that I just don't know what to do? But there's a ne- there is another step. There is a step after that. The step after that is then I need to find out what to do. Where do I turn yeah. you to? Where can I? Where is some help? Do I even know where to send you to? Do I send you together or do I send you apart? You know, uh, the, the 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 truth of the matter is, however, when they don't send you anywhere, when they don't help at all, it really puts the victim in a very very dangerous situation, and not to say not not saying that it doesn't affect the perpetrator, because I do believe, and I know it to be true, there are many perpetrators that they themselves were once upon a time victims. They grew up victims. They grew up watching it. They grew up being exposed to it. In their own victimization, there was no help, and now they are now become the perpetrator. And guess what? There's still no help. And so the church has to be the hospital. And, uh, and one of the things that I find to be so uh, interesting is that we perfect the art of preaching, but we don't perfect the art of reaching. We perfect the art of preaching, but mm-hmm. we're not perfecting the art of reaching. We are preaching, yes, and we like a nice sermon. Uh, there are many that like the hoop and the holler. They love those, and they consider that preaching. They consider that wow. They base the, they base how good of job they have done based upon the response of the audience inside of their emotional uh, uh, tailspin. But that is not the equivalent to have I reach you, have have the word of God found you, have it comforted you, have it ministered to you in a way. And I think we're living in a day and time that more than ever that people are truly looking for real answers. They're hurting. And they're looking for real answers. And inside of that hurt, we have to understand they must be ministered to. Once again, we are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, it's therefore good for nothing but to be trying up under the feet of men. And too often we're now beginning to see the violence come to church. It is showing up in the church house. Uh, violence. I started off tonight talking about the fact of so many cases where we're seeing unreported domestic violence, uncounseled domestic violence, and we're seeing the perpetrator come to church and oftentimes uh, harming not just the victim that they're intending to get, but harming very um, uh you know, very uh, innocent victim, not that the victim is not innocent, but very, you know, uh, much victims caught off guard, unknowing victims of what's going on. And uh, and that happens in the church. We see it happen in the workplace, once again, because of the fact of the issue here. So we have to break the silence. 
we have to break the silence. And I and I invite those of you that are listening right here to us on the Soul of America Radio, visit our Facebook page. We have about three of them. Uh, visit the one, Domestic Violence, it is your business. Uh, you can find there. There's plenty of information. We always have information going there. Thanks uh, for our administrator there, Andy Harlem, is doing that. And then we have another page called Destiny by Choice uh, Fellowship, Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. And that page there is a page of inspiration. It's a page where people go and they post uh, inspiration, oftentimes inspirational music, but praise, prayer, uplifting uh, commentary, uplifting scripture, but also uh, Indy uh, has done a great job in making sure there's information to connect you to resources when it comes to this issue. So many people suffer in silence, and I'm here to say this to you. Even if you're listening today and you're in a position of leadership, Maybe you're going through this. Maybe you've been dealing with the issue of domestic violence for a while. Perhaps you yourself find yourself uh, being abusive, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, verbally, sexually. And perhaps that's where you've been. But the hour has come now that you can come clean. You can come before God and, number one, come clean. Secondary, you need to be accountable to someone, accountable to, 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 to a circle of men of God, a circle of a council of God, whether it be men or whether it be a combination of men and women. You need to be accountable because this is a serious issue here. We can no longer continue to sweep it up under the rug. People are coming to the people living desert lives, and they're coming to the house of God for that water. And I heard the scripture say, let he that thirst, let him drink of the water of life freely. And we ought to be able to offer that water of life. Because for someone, someone who may already know God, and yet it's still their marriage is falling apart or their relationship is falling apart because of the abuse that they've encountered. It is an hour where we must do all that we can while we can in order to make a difference inside of this issue of domestic violence. We're going to go right to a break here and wrap the break. We're going to wrap up. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I am your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. We'll be right back. Wrap it a break. Healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio LLC. This is the one and only Soul. In her lifetime, every year nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. 
more than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody. You can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, Call Jay Thicklin right now at 1-323-784-9638. This is the one and only Sword. Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Healing a journey to wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Uh, we've had a very uh, compelling time and a very interesting uh, topic as we've had callers to call in about the issue of the role of faith when it comes to uh, domestic violence. And some have shared their experience of what happened with them inside of the church. And once again, I, I say this is not an indictment whatsoever, but I think there is a responsibility that we have as the people of faith and as the church. And I think those of you that listen, see, those of you that are listening to this broadcast and you're you're following us every week or you're, you're, you're part of things that help uh, bring awareness, these are the things that you need to share with your pastors. I, I offer an invitation to many of them. Um, we are more than willing to come in and, and not only do a uh, seminar for them, a workshop, but we're, we're willing to come help them set up a domestic violence ministry within their own church, within their own ministry. And that is very important. And one of the things that we do say to leaders, that may not be your forte. It may not. But that doesn't mean that it's not needed in your church. So that's where the discernment to be able to look and identify who are those individuals or, Lord, send me those individuals in the church that we can entrust to oversee this type of a ministry. Because we have to understand just because we're unable to do it or it's not our forte, it doesn't mean that it's not part of what God wants to do because people are hurting all around us. People are dying. People are suffering. And they're suffering in silence. And we have to understand the importance of our message uh, when we stand and we speak. And we have to understand that our inaction can be as powerful as our action. So if we don't do anything at all, it affects it affects victims and perpetrators. If we do do something uh, and do the wrong thing, it affects them. 
So we we have to be willing to take that next step. And I once again say, until you invest into this, what you're basically saying is that I'm willing to gamble with the life of people. I'm willing to gamble with the life of individuals around me. I'm willing to gamble with the lives of uh, our parishioners. I'm willing to gamble with them. And I don't know anyone really willing to gamble at that level. So once again, uh, I want to encourage you, as we're getting ready to go into October, which is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and I have to say it was nearly a year ago this time that I received a call, uh, email, and text uh, from the president uh, and CEO of the uh, of uh, Soul of America Radio Network, and he began to have dialogue with me about having a show here on this network. He had been following um, on my Facebook postings, as many of you are, and as a result of following those Facebook postings, he felt compelled felt compelled of God to give us a show, to ask us to come on to this network. And we've been here, and I believe the date is October, maybe October 7th. I can't remember the exact date now, but it was the first Monday in the month of October uh, 2012. Uh, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, debuted here on the Soul of America Radio. So we are approaching our one-year anniversary, and I'm very grateful to Mr. Tony Stallings once again or been the visionary that he that he is in reaching uh, people on an array of subjects. Uh, Tony is always bringing forth information, uh, uh, raising awareness, bringing forth uh, real great perspectives when it comes to issues that affect us in everyday life. And we have to understand that when it's all said and done, with all that getting, we have to get understanding. And that's really what uh, the whole, uh, if you will, the whole focus of this uh, Soul of America Radio Network is about. It's about bringing empowerment, awareness, uh, education, but it's also bringing about, you know, a practical way of, of of addressing life issues, and that's what makes this such a special time and a special place. And so I want to encourage you. Now, next Monday, I want to truly encourage you to be a part of what's happening because on next Monday, I want to, excuse me, celebrate, I believe, our first-year anniversary. And so we're looking to have our callers on and, and hopefully, I don't know, maybe some surprises. I don't know, but we look forward to doing so. Meanwhile, I want you to stand up, take a stand, um, Stand for righteousness. Stand for uh, the things that we must because there is no excuse for abuse. It's been great having you. I want to remind you that area code 323-784-9638, that's how you reach us, those of you that want to uh, reach us by phone. But I also want to remind you today um, as well is to look beyond yourself. Look beyond yourself. Someone needs to hear from you. Someone is being impacted by the things that you do. And so I want to do that. And before I get off the air, I mentioned just a few minutes ago about a few of our um, a few of our uh, uh, Facebook pages there, and I mentioned Destiny by Choice Two Fellowship page. And I want to take the time to send a shout out to Tanya Fraser. Now Tanya Fraser is one of our actually she's one of our administrators on the Destiny by Choice Two page. But uh, for she has won what we we have a couple of contests going on on that. 
uh, particular page, and she is a winner of our Daily Bread Victory for the month of September. That means that she's been the person most frequently, the first person to comment on the Daily Bread post uh, for the whole month of September. We have some other winners in the category of our roll call as well as a shout-out, and we want to always acknowledge them. And uh, for those that I didn't acknowledge today, I will acknowledge on next um, on next week, on uh, our show, our anniversary show, we'll call that. And so we look forward to it. Uh, call a friend, call a neighbor. Now, the month of October is very special. It's Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Uh, definitely, I I welcome your help. I welcome your support in so much of what we're doing and uh, trying to uh, bring awareness, raise awareness throughout our communities, but particularly among people of faith uh, inside of this. And why do you continue to focus there? Because I know this, that there are too many people that are looking to the church and looking to the faith. In a time of trouble and tragedy, uh, research says people turn to the church and law enforcement, 1A and 1B. What happens when the church is not equipped? It's a problem. So we are about equipping the church, equipping the community, equipping your community, equipping your neighbor, and that we all may be able to be a force of good against this great evil. And so as we prepare to get out of here tonight, I want you to know that we are so grateful uh, for your uh, listening with us and being with us. And once again, area code uh, 323-784-9638, that's the number that you're able to reach us each week. I want you to take the time. Uh, those of you may be listening by Internet, you can uh, send your comments. You can send uh, your questions even to jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J, Thicklin at soulofamericaradio.com. And we look forward to having your comments. We look forward to having you to be a part of it. And we look forward, most of all, for you continue to remain safe. Every week in our commercials, we give you the number to the National uh, Domestic Violence Hotline. We simply want you to know that you're not alone. So as we get ready to leave here today, I want to wish you a great night. Stay stay safe, stay strong, and know that you wasn't made to be abused, that there's a king in you, there's a queen in you. And so as we get ready to leave, the words of Tamla Man, take us to the king. Have a great night. And until next week, this is J.R. Thickland.
You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.